Welcome to the Tech Cat Show with host Lori H. Schwartz. Each week we hear from established leaders in the technology and consumer industry. Finding out the scoop should never be this much fun. Now, here is your host, Lori H. Schwartz. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Tech Cat Show. And we are continuing on our three-month journey to the road to infinity, which is all about celebrating the trends, the themes, and the great advisors and speakers who are going to be at the Infinity Festival happening in Hollywood in November, which is really a celebration of how storytelling Um, is being advanced by technology. And so I'm so excited today to have the fabulous Nigel Tierney, who is head of content at Riot, which is part of Verizon Media. So let's have a big Tech Cat welcome for Nigel Tierney. Thanks very much, Laurie. I appreciate that. Thank you. That's the uh, studio audience. They get really crazy. So, Nigel, tell us all. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Tell us all about what you're doing over at Riot. And Riot is indeed a subsidiary of Verizon Media, and you're overseeing the development, the creative, the um, art production, and some of the marketing departments. And it's all about really shepherding the advancement of immersive and mixed reality. And this is really um, being pushed out through 5G. Um, and you're also launching um, or have launched a state-of-the-art um, 5G innovation studio. So just tell us how you found yourself at Riot and then what's all the great work that you guys are doing. That's, that's great. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, first and foremost, uh, um, uh, I am Irish, by the way. That's why I sound like this. Um, <laughs> awesome. It's not a good, good excuse <laughs> for how I look, but this is a radio, so no one will get to see that. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I uh, so I originally I, I hail from uh, Kilkenny, Ireland, and I... My background initially was in uh, focused in computer science, actually. Um, studied in the University of Ireland in Maynooth, and then I transferred over to um, uh, Old Dominion University in uh, Virginia, uh, kind of focusing more in um, uh, computer animation focused, uh, computer science focused around animation. So that was kind of my, my background going through my master's. And uh, ultimately, you know, a big, big career goal for me was to work in animation, and I made the uh, jump in 2008 to join DreamWorks Animation as a technical director and really focusing in on 3D formats all the way back then. I just, you know, I believed, you know, uh, fully in, into not only just what's being delivered in 2D, but doing things like with VR and, and things like that all the way back then. Um, so I worked there for uh, about nine years as a um, uh, technical director and kind of pivoted into uh, creative, um, as a creative producer, and then what really attracted me to to join Riot um, about two years ago was this whole opportunity, this whole ecosystem that Verizon and Verizon Media was was uh, talking about, which is 5G. And I got super, you know, super energized and excited about this because, you know, coming from a feature film animation background, you know, it's it's a pretty arduous task to make animation. It's you know about three to five seconds of animation throughput a week. You know, a million dollars a minute. You, you know, three to five years to work on a feature film, and sometimes those films don't even come out, you know, and so that pain, that that process and creativity, you know, as, as amazing as the beautiful imagery that's delivered at the end, it, it's such a slow process, and what I really got excited about 5G was this opportunity that things could be rendered in real time and being ser- served and delivered to consumers in, in uh, on their devices, as, as, however they personally want to consume it. So, um, so yeah, so I joined... 
Rise two years ago, which Rise, yeah, we were um, acquired by AOL and, and Jura right at the time when AOL and Yahoo merged under the acquisition of Verizon. So this is a big giant game of Pac-Man eating smaller, smaller companies. Right. Um, <laughs> But yeah, during that time, you know, Riot had a really strong foothold in the 360 VR business, in particular around news um, being, you know, the, the, the whole narrative of the empathy machine and that whole thing, be putting you in a, in a scenario, whether it be in the Nepal, um, being underground at the Nepal earthquake or things like that, and, but also delivering opportunities for action. Um, but that kind of gave us a unique foothold into just being forward thinking about formats uh, from content formats as a whole. And so that led more and more into VR and, and then AR, and, and uh, we can talk a little bit more about that. But uh, ultimately, we took a step back, and when I joined was this opportunity, well, let's really, all of this is driven by 3D assets, and let's build a studio and a unique way to tackle this um, that's ultimately going to benefit with 5G. So that's kind of the top line of it all. So, yeah, and from an Irish you... farm all the way to LA <laughs> via Norfolk, Virginia. Well, I want so, to... We should do a show just on the Irish farm part, but <laughs> I want to... Um, it involves a lot of me uh, shoveling cow manure and, and listening to Dr. Dre, so... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be a good animation special, but um, I, I would love for you to help our listeners understand 5G and really what the fuss is and, and why it's so important for distributors of 5B, 5G, people laying the pipe down like Verizon to also be generating content, like what's wh why that story, why that seems to be hand-in-hand. Hand. So m maybe start with, like, how do you define what 5G is and why it's why it's so critical to what comes next? Well, that's, that's a great, great uh, set of questions there, Laurie. I, I think, you know, so the level says, yeah, 5G is this, you know, really truly is this revolutionary advancement in network technology. So if we think about the narrative of what... 1G was with um, audio, 2G was with text, 3G was with um, SMS and web, 4G is with video, 5G is this new, uh, what we really think is like unlocks the you know, true internet of things, 3D formats, and a whole bunch of other things that uh, just you know, are kind of honestly groundbreaking. So if we take a step back today, um, 4G, you know, an adequate user consuming 4G probably gets about anywhere from maybe 50 to 100 megabytes download speed a second. Um, on 5G, uh, that goes up to about 1.2 gigabytes a second uh, oh with a gosh. scale to roll out to 10 gigabytes a second when it's at full saturation. So what does that really mean other than downloading movies faster? Uh, you know, it means a lot of things. There's a, it's, par it's paired with another part of the technology called uh, low latency. So not only being able to download heavy and consume heavy amounts of data, but to be able to get it in real time and, and, and near real time because of sublink latency. So again, you start to think about, okay, these are just technical things. How does it really manifest into anything meaningful? Um, and the last part of, of the 5G equation is this other thing called um, MEC, which is short for, was short for mobile edge compute. It's now multi-access compute. And really that's just a fancy way of saying that instead of rendering or computing on, on a cloud that's far away in some render farm, you know, up in Silicon Valley or out in Phoenix, you're really actually create rendering and, and computing on the edge of the network in these small cell nodes that will be distributed throughout the entire, you know, your neighborhood, like whether it be on lampposts and things like that. So, 
So it's this huge, huge compute opportunity that suddenly gets opened up. So if we think back to then, okay, again, how does that change anything? Well, your device can go back to being a dumb device. Your mobile phone doesn't need to have to worry about rendering all of those emojis on it, you know, or whatever it needs to do, overheating and exploding, doing all these things. It can rely on the network to do all of that heavy compute process and then distribute it back to the device. Again, whether it's a mobile um, mobile device, a VR headset, AR headset, all of those things. So it just suddenly unlocks. So there's that side of it. The other side is the con- connected, the amount of connected the devices. So typically 4G covers one cell tower, covers about uh, one square kilometer of um, uh, service about 10,000 people adequately. So that's why whenever you're, you know, and then next, 100,000 kind of inadequately. But if you're imagine where you're at a concert uh, and you suddenly try and like post something to Snapchat, everyone's like blogged down and you can't actually make a phone call because there's just too many people, the network is saturated. 5G actually allows that same square kilometer, about a million connected devices. Oh my and gosh. you can start to see like, wow, what's this, you know, what does that mean? And that's not just a million people. That's like, the three devices that I have on that are communicating constantly with it, you know, I could be experiencing a piece of contact that's, you know, impacted by my, um, my Apple Watch or whatever, you know, Fitbit type device, you know, my heartbeat is changing how I'm consuming the music or, you know, all of these things, all these are connected devices, whether it's, you know, um, you know, what we have with VR and AR today and what we're really going to see in the Internet of Things. So there's a lot of uh, really simple use cases that, come to mind, in my opinion, things like automated cars, right? The ability of having all of these vehicles to communicate with each other in low latency, you know, in the blink of an eye that, you know, when life um, is, at, uh, is in the hands of a machine, you want to make sure it has the best network <laughs> to, to make those decisions. The other side of that is thinking about, you know, you hear narratives of, and they're very meaningful, true narratives of like performing surgeries across the continent with professionals that are, you know, can't make it to that side of the world and, you know, and having that real time, you know, to control robotics and things like that. But what does that mean for content? That's, that's the, the, you know, that's the multi-billion dollar question that we're really investing in heavily because ultimately at the end of the day, the user uh, is the person who has a mobile device and they're going to have to find meaning out of, um, out of this technology, just the same way 4G allowed for new economies to grow, whether it be your Airbnb and uh, Ubers and things like that. No one thought when they were rolling out 4G that that was the business case, but just happened to be built on that. Um, and that's what we're really invested in figuring out in 5G. What, what are those new content-consuming consum- opportunities? Because those are the things that form habits. Those are the things that get people excited. You know, we're all fond of brands and, and IP and things like that. And we want to really make sure we're delivering new and interesting ways. So that's kind of 5G in a, a, a quick analogy. Sorry, I'm bloviating already. Uh, quick analogy no, is if you think good. of 4G as like a water hose, uh, Laurie, and you know, the amount of water that goes through it and the, is the, the, the throughput and the latency is the distance of that hose. 5G is more like a hula hoop. It's a lot of <laughs> water to go through that immediately. <laughs> so well, I, I love, I think the analogy alone of, um, and you and I talked about this, of that we're not pinging the cloud constantly, but, you know, I referenced it as the fog, you know, that everything in this fog close to us is going to be pinging back and forth and that you think about screens are no longer the thing we have to worry about, those are just dumb screens. And that opens up this world where you can have screens everywhere 
being powered by this fog, you know, so that's really exciting, I think, to storytellers and also to brands and people that just want to communicate something, right? One one thousand percent. Yeah, no, I, if, if, you know, there's a usual example of 3D, there's a the teapot is like this asset that usually tests against, you know, um, how good something looks, etc. If you take that tree pot, teapot as an example as a 3D asset, today, you know, that you would have to render that on your mobile device, as you said, uh, and now when it goes to the fog, which is a great, I love that analogy, um, you can start having many, many more uh, graphic G- GPUs uh, rendering that teapot, making it the most beautiful, photoreal, physically correct teapot. But the other side of it is you can now have millions of people connecting and interacting with that teapot and delivering that content. So, you know, uh, Lori, I might know that your favorite color is red and my favorite color is green, not because I'm Irish, but, you know, the, some information there. And I'm serving that teapot to you as red and to me as green based in real time. We don't have to recreate, the, you know, two separate streams of content. It's just all of those decisions can happen on the edge and we are getting the best personalized piece of content. So if you take that simple teapot analogy and you can imagine from an advertising and a content perspective, you know, I'm... A Nike fan and you're an Adidas fan, the show I could be watching is, you know, rendered in Unreal or Unity or whatever, um, and the assets are being delivered in real time uh, to my device, so I get to see my favorite character rocking Nikes without me having to make that conscious decision, it's a passive decision, so the gamification of content in a meaningful way is really, really something that gets unlocked in that sense, so if you think of what Bandersnatch is for Netflix, kind of times a thousand, <laughs> you know. It's and, really and I know, I, lo- I so love this. Thing. And so from the consumer's perspective, if we forget about all this amazing tech you're talking about, are they going to have to do anything different other than buy devices that are, are within the 5G protocol? Is their cost going to go up? I mean, is it going to, you know, be difficult for them or is it just going to kind of just happen? No, it's a great, it's a great question. I mean, I do think you know the, um, like there's kind of a level. Of, like, typically, people don't. If we think of three G to four G as a previous example of this, there wasn't necessarily. There was obviously a lot of marketing and things like that, but there wasn't necessarily a big um, opening awareness from from the uh, the consumers right away. It wasn't like a a light switch. It was a slow, gradual thing that started to people start seeing like. Oh, what was the app culture to now being like, oh, really using this device for a lot of everyday things. I think that process for, so for 5G, I don't see it as something to your question where it's a difficult thing to understand. I think it's just something that will gradually, over time, new habits will start to form. I think that, you know, there's obviously going to be that big sell of, okay, I'm going to buy a new 5G device, which of course will you know, be more expensive and probably when it launches and things like that. But once that becomes kind of democratized, I think, um, you know, whether it be the simple things of no longer having to worry about buffering and, and right. those things that we now, t- you know, frustrated with, or, you know, that will be taken for granted to all the way to new ways to consume content that would be taken for granted. I mean, if you look at just the history of video games, you know, we somebody can pick up a game, you know, if I haven't played the game for years, I can come and play a new game and I just get this wealth of knowledge from user interfaces based off previous video games. 
that I played when I was a kid. I think that same level of kind of understanding will build into the 5G ecosystem, just new new opportunities to how to explore and engage with content. So um, I don't think it'll be a difficult transition at all. I think people, you know, the challenge will be if people will realize right away what, how meaningful that decision is or that transition is uh, and to make sure it also isn't like fake. You know, there's a whole content are the, you know, there's a lot of things like FOG, <laughs> F-A-U-X, FOG, right, right, right. Um, you know, where people are just slapping 5G on there and, and saying this is, saying it is, but um, it's not, this is 5G right. and it isn't. So I think just the same way we have to be sensitive and careful about um, being true to customers' experience. Like we, we can't lie to them because uh, they, they'll revolt against that the same way stereo conversion happened in feature films. So, you know, when, it was, when a feature film was created beautifully like an avatar or how to train your dragon for stereo it was great it added value it added meaning but then when there was these post-conversion films that really put a negative twist on it people then just wrote off all of stereo and we definitely have to make sure we don't do that for you know whether it be vr ar all these other things that kind of get built on 5g otherwise people will write it off We'll, we'll turn them off. Well, we're going to take yeah. a, a quick ba- break, and um, Nigel's been sort of delivering insights on the power of 5G, and he, is, of course, is the head of content at Riot, um, which is a subsidy of Verizon Media, overseeing really great um, creative work, uh, production work, um, and marketing, um, really looking at the power of 5G. So we're going to be back in a moment with the fabulous Nigel Tierney, whose favorite color is green. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform, innovate, create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. If you currently or aspire to serve on a board or work in a leadership capacity for or with a public or nonprofit organization, where can you turn to get the best advice and practices? How about Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar. Our program discusses challenges facing both public and nonprofit leaders. Don't miss these practical solutions and tips to enhance your leadership style and effectiveness. Leadership Matters airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at techcat.tv. 
Hi, everybody, and we're back. We're talking to Nigel Tierney, who's a director and producer, heading up content at Riot, Riot, which is a Verizon media property, um, really looking at what the future of 5G is. And Nigel's going to be speaking at the Infinity Festival. We're doing a series of interviews of advisors and speakers and leaders in the industry on the road to the Infinity Festival happening in November in Hollywood. Later on, we're going to be joined uh, by Nick Orban, who is one of the founders of the Infinity Festival, helping to put all of what Nigel's talking about um, in context of why it's so important to, to put this in front of people and to explain to them what's happening so that it lights up the industry. And Nigel, you have built a state-of-the-art 5G innovation studio to help do that, to sort of show people what's going on. So what are you making over at your innovation studio? Yeah, uh, thanks again, Laurie. Yeah, uh, we, as I mentioned earlier, we, we really think about 3D assets as this kind of raw format, this raw material that we can really you know, leverage in, uh, in 5G. And so one of the first things when you think about the 3D formats is um, how you manipulate those. And, and, you know, there's a few different ways that we're really playing with that. And one is uh, in performance capture, motion capture, and how we potentially have the opportunity to dis- distribute that content in real time over 5G. So um, we've built out um, the latest, greatest uh, state-of-the-art uh, motion capture stage, all built on the backbone of a 5G node. So it's technically the first 5G studio in the world. Um, and uh, there's a whole bu- bunch of other lever- technologies leveraged in there, whether it be broadcast AR with our partners NCAM, um, uh, 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 volumetric capture and, and a few other things. So really kind of building out a full uh, 3D pipeline ecosystem. Uh, and the great, the really exciting thing for us really is that, you know, there are, some, there are a lot of amazing partners and, and, and both from the creative and engineering world in, this, in the various aspects of the content space that we really want to work with and leverage their expertise. We want to provide 5G as kind of a backbone framework to already lean into what they do so well. So whether it be on the performance capture side, working with Vicon and their Vantage system, Cubic Motion and their facial capture system, or um, creators like you know Digital Domain, McKinnis Scott, and all these people who are experts in in, in 3D formats, and and uh, you know we're we're that's what's kind of ultimately really exciting for us and. We, Kind of, if you think to our greater overall, our parent company, that's how Verizon sees this. That's we really want to partner and work with the best at whatever the, your skill set is, whether it be Disney and storytelling. That's why we partnered with Studio Lab and and, and working around them. Uh, that announcement that we made at CES this year, and or with New York Times, like we're really figuring out what what those partners are. But then the other side of that is also how we turn it internally to our own Verizon media ecosystem and really help stand up the next generation of content like Yahoo Sports or Huffington Post and how do we bring AR news and, and you know, how do we bring motion capture entertainment and all of these things to life within our ecosystem and bringing on those partners on board. So we've built out that framework here um, and uh, it's been, it's, that's honestly, it's been the most fruitful, exciting part of it all is me personally, just as a creator myself, to be able to have this technology not be in the way and actually just allow for the creative to happen. And we're really seeing that with the partners we're bringing in uh, and working with, um, whether it be on the pre-production side or all the way to real-time distribution. So I think that's, that's the exciting part of that. And then obviously the skill sets of the people that we've kind of augmented to build out the studio and then also the, the expertise. We're bringing in a lot of CG artists, 
you know, game engine artists, Unreal, Unity, um, native device engineers, and things like that. So we're we're uh, you know pulling talent from the feature film industry, the game industry, to help kind of come in in house as well to build to help create and curate that content. So I think and, and, it's been it's been ultimately a really exciting process in building out the studio and and really um, getting onto the edge, getting cut right the bleeding edge. We're we're bleeding over here. <laughs> so, no, especially coming from farmland. <laughs> In Ireland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never <laughs> but, imagined having a, you know, a Vicon Vantage camera system in my my hay barn growing up. But, oh my God! Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you also do a lot of work with celebrities too, right? How important is it to to work with celebrities to communicate the the power of five G? I that's you know I think that's it is meaningful. No matter all of this tech I talk about in five G. Um, none of it matters if there isn't, you know, it's, you know, it's not an anecdote. It's, it's real, like storytelling. We really need meaningful storytelling to kind of portray, uh, you know, to use this technology. We're not using, we're not building stories around um, tech just for tech's sake. We really want to make sure we're creating narrative experiences that may push and require new technology, just like a lot of other partners do. Um, so, and in that sense, we work you know, putting the face to that content is, is, is you know, bringing in celebrity and, 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 and talent, meaningful talent, whether it be writers, filmmakers, producers, directors, actors, to, um, you know, put a face to it. Because ultimately, this is what the consumers are going to, you know, see. You know, the, again, the average person, when you think about 5G or mocap or even animation, they don't, you know, but it's like, oh, this is, it's my favorite actor. Oh, it's my favorite director. This they're, they're portraying this. My favorite singer, um, and and oh, now I can kind of make more and more sense to what this potential world could be. Um, so you know, we we've been we've been playing a lot in that space, whether it be in VR, AR, just traditional 2D content, and really marrying it with meaningful talent. It's it's important. And you had a, a project you guys did. Um, it was a, a global campaign called We Love the Earth. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Because it, it got some awards and a very high profile. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, it was, it was a real honor and, and treat to, uh, to work on um, We Love the Earth. It was, um, for those who are not familiar, it was a song that an artist by the name of um, Lil Dicky, also known as David Bird. He's an amazing uh, rapper, singer, performer, writer, and also just a comedic powerhouse. Um, and one of his special powers, I like to say, is to convince celebrities to do things with him. Um, and so he approached me, you know, actually it was a couple of years ago with this basic idea at the time to create, you know, what is a we love the earth? I mean, what is a, a we are the world, heal the world type song of our generation that could really make an impact and make people care about um, uh, the climate crisis that's currently going on. And and there was a long process of figuring out how we could do it to the quality that he wanted to do it. And he really wanted to push, you know, him saying that it needs to be like Disney, Pixar, DreamWorks level quality. And just the price point, it it made it very cost prohibitive to try and do something like this. Um, And so... We worked together to figure out, you know, a few different ways how to execute it. But really, when I landed at Riot, uh, the opportunity just made sense to really think about pre-production and production in a very different way. Um, And so the song has him plus 32 artists uh, ranging from Ariana Grande, Justin Bieber, 
um, all the way to Leonardo DiCaprio himself to work with Leo's foundation and um, create content that will drive revenue and support and awareness towards the climate change and, and we love the earth.org. Um, so it was a really meaningful and powerful narrative, but from a technology standpoint and creative, like we really wanted to make sure that we um, created the highest quality image possible, um, but at the, the time frame that we needed, which ultimately squares into a very short production time frame of, of nearly four, between four to six months. So, which normally something like this, with there was 32 primary characters, another 30 plus secondary characters. It was more than a feature film quality of work in six minutes. Um, wow. uh, and so what we did was we really wanted to lock in previs very quickly. And we basically just had Dave in, in, in the studio in one day at our 5G studio in motion capture performing all of the different characters like, you know, uh, being Justin Bieber on all fours as a baboon, you know, pointing his behind. If you're, if you're not familiar with what I'm talking about, you watch the video. Um, but, uh, you know, just acting out those things and being able to quickly go to production. We had an amazing partner with 3DAR Studios. Um, they're an amazing animated animation team and a, and a wonderful director that I worked with as well to co-direct Federico Heller and uh, his uh, producing partner, um, Herman. But yeah, we worked uh, tirelessly together to work with Dave and creating that, what was ultimately, um, you know, uh, a can can line winning project, you know, and it's a campaign. It's ultimately to drive awareness and it was done in a, in a reverent, funny, silly, only way Dave can do it, but... That's, that was Dave's personality. Like when he saw Leo's um, uh, Before the Flood documentary on Netflix, so he was very moved by, by it and, and wanted to make a change. However, you know, there's a lot of doom and gloom to it. And he really wanted to lean into people's kind of selfish nature. You know, the joke that Dave would say when talking through it is like people keep telling him to worry about his kids and his grandkids. And he's like, I don't even have a girlfriend. Oh, I don't want to worry about myself. So, and it is because that's the thing. This issue, climate change, is is happening now, and uh, and it's it's making an impact right now. So we we needed to figure out a way to to try and get that message across. And this was one opportunity through comedy. So it was it was really fun, and I think the product is is a beautiful piece. And we just were nominated for a VMA as well. And yeah, it's it's you know, 170 plus million views and counting and, uh, yeah, it's been really, really wonderful. And when you, when you look, look at all the different technology that you mentioned that's coming into your facility through all of these partnerships, how do you, the fabulous Nigel Tierney with that fabulous accent, um, how do you decide what to focus on? Like, how do you, and how do you also keep the new information coming in? You know, are you, um, running around reading everything? Is it because people want to work with Riot and you and so things are coming to you? Like, how are you keeping up? Because it's so hard to know what's real and what's not real with all this new technology and sort of storytelling platforms coming in your door. No, it's, a, it's a great question. And I, I, I'd be lying if I say I had an exact process. Um, we, you know, we do have an internal green light process as, as projects come in and, you know, as I said, we have really three focuses as a company. We serve kind of as a vertical in that we create our own content that has meaning in the real world, that really like has, um, is telling unique stories or t- telling a unique um, narrative. Um, that's 
one focus. Another focus, as I said, is serving more as a horizontal in providing support within the Verizon media ecosystem and creating content and opportunities with them, or whether, again, as whether it be around Yahoo Sports or, you know, uh, Huffington Post or finance and things like that and working with what that would be. And then the last piece is working directly, as a, I jokingly say, a diagonal to Verizon proper at large and really digging into um, the what they want to be meaningful moments, whether it's sporting activations with with their with their sponsorship partners or or things like that. So, you know, it's a wide gamut. But I mean, I don't know. If, uh, Carson is on the show, but our per- internal mantra, my personal mantra, is we want to do dope shit with dope people. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but uh, and that's really that's what drives. So, you know, there's a lot of uh, things that kind of funnels through, but at the end of the day, it has to feel like it's meaningful and with the most meaningful partners. Because, you know, if you forget it all, coming to work every day, you just want to work with cool people that make you feel happy and excited about what you do. I love that. Um, so yeah, and, and- I think that's. Long, a long way around to say. When you when you also think about the future of storytelling and storytellers who are coming up now, is there going to be a requirement for them to understand what's happening in tech? Um, you know, is that sort of a strategic imperative right now? Um, because I know a lot of you know older colleagues. Maybe this is a generational thing, but they're they're not so quick to. Embrace VR or other immersive technologies or anything that's too tech. They they consider themselves storytellers, and there's a little bit of that. You know, tech is a separate thing, but but really, what we're talking about is how it's all merging together. So, do do you think it's it's you can't run away from tech now? Uh, that I yeah I I think so. But I think you're seeing a lot of traditional filmmakers. You know, that's why they're succeeding in a way. If we think if we take uh, John Favreau with The Lion King and the amazing work their team did on Previs, you know, obviously what James Cameron is doing, like they're constantly pushing pushing the boundaries of technology, but be at the requirement of the story, right? So um, I, I do think to be ignorant of it is not going to serve you in any way, especially with the new formats. Um, I think that's the, one of the exciting things about, you know, game engine technology and, and, and 5G is, you know, you know, working in a feature film, you'd have to create you know, a CG asset once for the feature and then you create another version for the mobile game and another version for the video game and another version for the TV show and you see like millions of dollars wasted and even just thinking about holistically how you create assets for one and and then how it can be used across multiple platforms, whether it be VR, AR. That's the kind of exciting thing. I actually don't care at the very end how you consume it because it should be the same process that gets you that content. Uh, again, obviously the narratives around the different devices, you know, that's, uh, we'll be very clear there's meaning around using a VR or AR headset or a mobile device. But um, that process, um, you have to be aware, and like from an, just from an economics production standpoint, but also how do you make, make sense of your, you know, the content and give it life beyond just the one singular piece that you're thinking of doing. Um, yeah. But I think a lot of, uh, a lot of, great filmmakers and musicians, like there's, uh, you know, just coming from the MTV Awards, it was an amazing projection mapping. There was awesome camera work with drones. There's just like people are, people are using it in everyday storytelling that we're not even really met aware. So I do think, you know, if filmmakers aren't aware, they're hiring the right people to be on their team to make sure they're aware. <laughs> so, um, right. <laughs> but yeah, the, the change is, the change is coming. And actually the other part of that is, 
you know, if we take some a simple technology, and I shouldn't say simple because it's, it's an amazing technology, um, NCAM, for example, which is uh, basically a broadcast AR system. So it's like doing depth sensing on top of a physical camera so you can overlay game engine assets in real time with a live action set. So you can imagine I could be interviewing a digital character or I could be in place in a digital environment. Uh, a film, uh, uh, you know, a, a DP or a, um, a camera operator doesn't have to know about Unreal, doesn't have to know about NCAM, but they, so they just know I need to pull focus, I need to change the focal length, and that just happens for them for free in the game engine and, and things like that. So I also think it's the responsibility of the creators to make sure these tools just get out of the way and, 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 and uh, um, just allow creation to happen, and, and that's where we subscribe to that on what we do as well in terms of our pipeline. So. And Nigel, before you go, can you um, share with us, Jess, where people can learn more about what you're doing at Riot um, website? Is there a Twitter feed? Like, where can we learn more about you? Um, yeah, uh, so uh, we, if you want to know more specifically about Riot, what we're doing, uh, you can go to riot.org, R-Y-O-T dot O-R-G. Uh, we're also, again, part of Verizon Media. Uh, you can check out um, Verizon Media's website as well. Um, really excited to kind of work, you know, knowing that this is the vein of um, the Infinity Festival. We're really making sure we're, we're getting ourselves out there and meeting with creators and partners and technologists and filmmakers and musicians. And, you know, and we think that's one of the exciting things about Infinity Festival is as, as an opportunity to collaborate with people that are like of like mind and really wanting to, as I said, live on the bleeding edge of storytelling. Um, so, but, uh, we're, we're always present and, 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 and around. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I wish I had a more succinct, uh, <laughs> thing, but yeah. But we'll, we'll check, we'll keep our, our, uh, eyes open for the great work that Riot's doing. And thank you so much, Nigel Tierney, director and producer over at Riot, which is part of Horizon Media, head of content, doing amazing work with his state-of-the-art 5G Innovation Studio, and we've learned so much about you today, including your farm farming background, which I'm very excited to talk to you more about. <laughs> so we'll be, on be the, back. The, the, the road out of uh, Infinity Festival. <laughs> <laughs> the road out of Infinity Festival, right? So we'll we'll be back in a moment. We're saying goodbye to Nigel, and we're going to be welcoming Nick Urban, who's the um, co-founder of the Infinity Festival, to fill us in on more of the work um, trends and other things that are that is happening at the festivals. Thank you so much, Nigel. Thank you so much, Sorry, I really appreciate uh, ch- chatting. It's been it's an amazing time. I'll see you all at Infinity Festival. Woohoo! <laughs> Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform. Innovate. Create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. 
Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Money Answers Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at techcat.tv. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Tech Cat Show. And hopefully you just didn't miss the um, early portion of the show where we were talking with Nigel Tierney, who's the head of content over at Riot, which is part of Horizon Media. And he really gave us the best... Um, overview of 5G and why it's so important and what's happening and how it's going to drive all of these great experiences for all of us um, in storytelling and content and really how tech and storytelling are coming together. And so I thought it would be great to to bring on one of the co-founders of the Infinity Festival since we're on this road to the Infinity Festival over the next couple of months talking about all these great tech trends and advisors and speakers. So let's have a big Tech Cat welcome for Nick Urban, who's one of the co-founders of the festival. Nick? <laughs> Hi, Lori. <laughs> so we just, we just got off with Nigel, who was talking a lot about 5G. I thought maybe you could tell us um, what, what was the idea behind creating the festival, and then what are some of the trends besides 5G that are really going to be showcased there and, and why they're so important? Yeah, sure. Um, I've been producing uh, events with the major movie studios in Hollywood and a lot of the Silicon Valley tech companies uh, for the last 10 years. And, you know, in the last couple of years, we've uh, been in discussions with uh, stakeholders in these various industries talking about, you know, how there's all this uh, technology that's exploding out of Silicon Valley on a daily basis that's really changing the landscape for how people are looking at telling stories and sharing stories. And Hollywood is definitely the world leader in terms of telling stories and getting them out there to the world. And so we were thinking, isn't it time that maybe these two titan industries come together in the city of Los Angeles on the West Coast, basically in our backyards, um, to really bring some context to all the discussion around how all of these technologies 
um, are really impacting the way that we watch a movie or the way that we watch a television show or the way that we have an experience with our family or friends. And uh, so uh, we ended up uh, launching this festival, the Infinity Festival, that celebrates a story advanced by technology in all forms. And uh, we launched in Beverly Hills last year. Um, we uh, had great support from the city of Los Angeles, the city of Beverly Hills. And uh, we had some pretty amazing folks involved. We had uh, companies and uh, the U.S. government and uh, universities and a group of organizations that basically represented over $4 trillion in revenues in 2018 that were coming together to really share their experiences, uh, have professional learning opportunities, get to actually try out some of this technology for themselves, and then get to screen some of these pieces of content with their own eyes um, and get immersed in this world of all these new types of content that are being created on this tech. So uh, it was a really fun event. Um, it was. Uh, it ended up being four days in six different venues, and we were at United Talent Agency um, in partnership with the Consumer Electronics Show to kick things off and talk about some of the cool things that people were going to see at the Consumer Electronics Show that coming January. Um, but we had the CEO there, which was a lot of fun, and giving people a teaser of what was to come. So people had a real cool inside look at one of the more um, premium uh, venues, uh, United Talent Agency in the city of Beverly Hills, um, in a gorgeous environment to learn about some of these cool things that were coming out. So we had a who's who in the audience uh, from every major uh, tech company player to every major studio and streaming network, um, every major platform. It was just a really great meeting of the minds. And uh, we ended up over the course of the day screening over 100 pieces of content. Um, we had over uh, 30 technology exhibitions. We had over uh, 200 speakers that really across the gamut from everything in film and TV to social media and immersive um, to uh, space exploration with NASA to immersive content experiences taking place in the operating room with Mount Sinai. So just really an impressive array of thought leaders and industry leaders uh, coming together. So uh, that was kind of how we kicked off last year. We did a uh, tech lab with Epic Games, the makers of uh, Fortnite, and they did a really cool workshop and talking about how people are using Game Engine um, to uh, basically create all types of different content outside of gaming these days, um, in addition to everything that's going on in gaming and esports. But we uh, live-streamed their tech lab with Ridley Scott um, to over uh, 45,000 people online to a lot of their fans so that they could really learn some uh, new techniques with what people are doing in that space. Um, and we also had a uh, student lab involved with uh, USC with Chapman um, that was presented by um, UT Austin and Chapman University. And so we saw some of the coolest stuff that students are up to. Um, and as you know, Lori, uh, a lot of the people that are in the student space are some of the coolest exhibitions and presentations that we see at our festival. We've had um, students that have presented at our festival that have ended up working with Google um, and some other really cool opportunities um, because they're really just um, looking at the world with a different set of eyes um, and pursuing all kinds of new opportunities. Well, they have this great, great vision. That's why. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. So, you know, and so, they're not so, entrenched in their industry in terms of how they think already. You know, they're right. Really so they're, they're, they're woke. They're, <laughs> they're, they're, they're still woke, as we like to say. So That's this right. year's That's festival right. is, is going to be based out of Hollywood, and you're going to have all the things that you just mentioned and, and more. 
Um, and w- what's the reason for doing this? Like, th- this is really, uh, you know, why I love working on it so much is it's it really is all about storytelling enabled by technology. What What's so important about that? Well, what's important about it is it's, it's literally how we live. It's how we experience our lives together. And, yes, Hollywood has done an amazing job of telling stories that really captivate us and kind of put us in a... Um, you know, a suspense of our realities for a moment um, and allow us to do some escapism or get inspired or get educated, all kinds of things. But these are really and truly the ways in which we interact as human beings in this world and learn about each other and have the way to uh, create solutions for problems, to be able to entertain, to be able to inspire and create utilitarian solutions to, you know, allow for a better world. So we like bringing all of those elements together at our festival. And one of the things that we figured out last year um, was that we had so many great presentations and speakers, et cetera, um, that this year we're really focusing into a couple of key areas. And it was um, it was really cool to hear what uh, Nigel was talking about around 5G. We've had a blast working with uh, Nigel and Riot. Um, if you guys haven't checked out uh, Riot and what they're up to, you should definitely get online and have a look. Um, there's all kinds of different stuff they're creating that's really mind-blowing. Um, but we're doing a track specifically around 5G at this festival this year. And the chairman of our festival um, is Hanna Bossi, who was the chief technology officer at 20th Century Fox for the last uh, seven years or so. And uh, he's now um, the head of um, a really cool new uh, company called Live Planet, where he's the head of decentralized solutions for this company, doing some cool stuff around 5G and blockchain. So we'll be getting into that at the festival. Uh, we'll have big tracks around 5G and blockchain uh, with some of the major players in the entertainment and tech spaces talking about how people are monetizing these technologies, how they're bringing them to life, and how they're really changing the way that people are creating content because of what they're allowing people to do. Well, it sounds so exciting. Now, you um, also this year have moved the festival to Hollywood. Um, yeah. And, you know, you hear, at least if you live in L.A., you hear a lot about Silicon Beach and um, Culver City and all the areas where a lot of the tech companies are based. But in many ways, it's still about Hollywood, and there's so many great venues. Um, so you guys have chosen um, an area in Hollywood that's sort of the you know quintessential Hollywood. Um, w- why there, and what's the significance about moving it there? Yeah, we uh, we're still um, looking to potentially have some activities uh, spread around town as this festival evolves. And at the end of the day. Um, Hollywood is still really in the center of the city, and it's at the heartbeat of everything that we're doing in our industries, whether that's tech or entertainment or content. Um, It's been really cool to see Hollywood evolve um, over the past 10 years or so. Um, Obviously, there's just an incredible amount of history here, but what's happening that's new um, is super exciting, and you can't help but ignore all of the development that's happening in that city as it continues to be a trailblazing city that's kind of leading the way um, for how people are uh, living, you know, city basically that's inspiring the world. So we're going to be at Goya Studios, uh, which was uh, recently um, uh, purchased and renovated by a really um, savvy um, uh, business owner 
um, that we've had a lot of fun working with. She did a phenomenal job of recreating this space, and it's a cutting-edge um, set of three sound stages uh, with a lot. So we'll be on a studio lot right in the heart of Hollywood, taking over a whole city block. And uh, for a lot of people who live here, they know that the Dream Hotel, which is right across the street, is one of the coolest um, sort of trendy hotels right now. Um, it's got a 360-degree view of the city from its pool rooftop. Um, so we're going to have a really awesome location to be able to just hang out for a few days and do some real good networking and get the chance to see some of the coolest stuff from the biggest studios and tech players. Oh, it's so, so cool. And what, what are you the most excited about this year in terms of the different trends? You know, because you, you're sitting at the center of all of this. You and your um, co- co-founder, um, Mark Lieber, um, have done such a great job in pulling together all of these people like like Nigel who are leading um, all of this at their various companies. So what what's turning you personally on the most about it all? Uh, one of the things that's been pretty exciting for me is that I've done a lot of events with exhibitions and seen a lot of examples of how people are using new products or technology or this this or that. And so one of the biggest trends that we've seen in the industry overall is this transition towards innovation labs. Um, every major studio has one, it seems, and every major uh, company has one. And so um, rather than just showing um, arbitrary exhibitions of different examples of tech or content, we're specifically showcasing examples of what some of these innovation labs are doing. So when you get the chance to actually walk in the door at a a Walt Disney Studios or a Sony Innovation Studios or to see what uh, Digital Domain or Intel or these folks are up to, it's really inspiring. And even Nigel, who was on earlier talking about what they're doing at the 5G lab for Verizon, um, you know, we, we're in a pretty unique position where we get to walk in some of these doors and experience some of these things ourselves. And so we feel that it's upon us um, as the creators of this festival to really bring that out and showcase that to the rest of the world to have the opportunity to get to have um, the chance to kind of experience some of uh, these cool uh, developments for themselves. It's really, it's, it's pretty amazing. Like you look at the Fortune 1000 companies and it just looks like um, you go down the list and a lot of them now have an innovation lab inside. So um, that's kind of a huge trend that we've seen that we're excited to showcase this year at our innovation hub at the festival. Oh, I'm I'm personally, even though I'm working on it, I'm just excited to see how it's all going to come together and if you're ever going to get any sleep again. <laughs> but, but can you tell everybody where they can where they can learn more about what's happening at the festival? Yeah, so at the festival, you know, it's uh, it's going to take place November seventh through ninth, and um, we're going to be uh, kicking it off with um, a day. We've got some really cool speakers that are lining up for this. We've got um, some of the industry leaders like uh, Michael Turpin, who's been at the forefront of this industry as well as other industries that he's come out of. Uh, We've got folks from the major tech companies and studios talking about how they're playing in this space, the IBMs, Microsofts. Um, uh, Warner Brothers, these folks um, talking about how they're looking at digital collectibles and different marketing opportunities uh, with content based on this new technology. Uh, we'll have a, an opening night reception on the top of the Dream Hotel where you'll get a chance to network um, with our audience that is uh, 30% C-suite and 30% uh, creators, director, producers, um, to really meet some of the people that are um, making decisions and influencing how these companies and studios are moving forward. 
And then as we get into the festival, you'll actually hear from uh, thought leaders from our main stage. Um, last year, we had Vicky Dobbs-Beck from ILMX Lab talking about the new Star Wars um, location experience uh, that they've been working on. We heard from um, NVIDIA on what they were doing with artificial intelligence and how they're looking at um, different opportunities with content and that technology. So you'll be hearing from both types of thought leaders this year on that main stage. And then uh, we'll have a couple of other uh, stages and rooms where we'll be talking about different professional um, conference tracks, such as what Nigel was discussing around 5G. We'll have a whole track on that. Uh, we'll also have a track on artificial intelligence and what's going on in that space. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, Nick, we have to go, but um, I wanted to thank you so much for giving us an overview on the Infinity okay. Festival. And also th My a big pleasure. thank you to, to, to Nigel Tierney. And check out infinityfestival.com where you can see all the things that Nick and Mark and the team behind the Infinity Festival um, is lining up. It's going to just be an amazing show, but more importantly, we're going to be hearing from all the great talent and thinkers um, over the next few months leading up to it. So we'll be back next week with another great advisor, speaker, thinker on this amazing um, journey to storytelling advanced by technology. Thanks, everybody. See you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the Tech Cat Show. Please join Lori H. Schwartz again for another great program next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel and syndicated to the Voice America Women's Channel. 